on this side of the Atlantic that molded a distinctive kind of law. After that, we're going to look at the revolutionary period and the problem of creating a new legal system for an independent nation. As we proceed from there, we're going to look at the relationship between the law and economic development. We're going to look at the rise of government, the rise of regulation, the way in which the legal system dealt with issues of family law, with issues of social control, crime and punishment. And we're going to bring the story completely up to date, ending with our own contemporary times. It's a very interesting and a very important story. But before we can tell the story, we have to ask a number of fundamental questions. We have to ask what we mean by the American legal system or what we mean by a legal system altogether. We also want to set out here some basic ideas that animate the whole course. Any social system is made up of people of various sorts and classes. There are rich and poor men and women, powerful and weak people. The law is the product of the social forces brought to bear upon it at any given time. The wealthy and the powerful obviously have more influence than the weak and the powerless. The basic thesis that underlies this course it's not that law is solely a tool of the powerful to oppress the powerless, and certainly not that law is a neutral instrument embodying timeless precepts of justice and fairness, but that law is a struggle, a constant battle of interest groups, and that the resulting law comes out of the struggle between people with different ideas, different capacities, and is molded decisively by social norms, by political, economic, cultural, currents at large in society. If you pick up the daily newspaper that's published in your city, and look at it, you'll notice something which, in a way, may surprise you. Every single story in the front part of the paper that deals with domestic issues, every last one of them will have a legal angle. There will be something in the story about the president or a governor. There will be something perhaps about a court or the police or some law or some action taken by government. Look carefully and you will see that this is always the case. Everything that's done through or by public life has a legal action, touches on some aspect of the legal order. Why is this the case? Why is the American legal system so ubiquitous? What is it that it's trying to accomplish? These are among the questions that I hope this course will answer as we investigate the various periods in American legal experience and the ways in which social forces and social movements have affected the organization and operation of our legal system. Before we do this, we have to ask exactly what we're talking about when we talk about a legal system. To a certain extent, I've already given you a clue there isn't any agreed-upon definition, but we have an idea in mind when we talk about law and the legal system. 
We certainly are thinking about courts, we're thinking about lawyers, we're thinking about the police. We're thinking about organized government. We're thinking about ways in which government organizations or official organizations of any kind make rules and enforce rules. Roughly, the legal system is concerned with making rules and enforcing them. Now, in fact, there are other ways of looking at the legal system. There are other definitions. A lot depends on the purpose we have for defining the law. To a certain extent, law doesn't really depend on government at all. Let's take a large institution, a bank, a corporation, a hospital, a university. All of these institutions have a kind of internal legal system. That is, they all have rules and regulations and ways to enforce them. I have